0: Wild baby. Wild baby. Wild baby? Wild baby. Welcome back to another episode of Wild Baby. We're your hosts, Maddie Wong and Jay Bugay, Colorado based portrait photographers, sharing our personal perspectives and journeys through societal expectations on beauty.
1: Wild Baby is here to provide people of color, gender identity, and sexual expression, a safe
0: community that will allow everyone to grow, learn, and heal. Disclaimer, we are not licensed therapists, sexologists, or claiming that we know everything.
1: We are just a community who wants to have interesting conversations that will hopefully allow us to heal. Hey babies, we're wishing you a full day of productivity within your workspace. Today, I'm honored and excited to introduce a wonderful human to you. Not only do they walk with such divine badass energy, but they also have provided so much space for me as well as others I know to heal, retain knowledge and provide good laughs.
0: Let us welcome the brilliant Shateja Griffith. Shateja, do you want to give us your background about who you are, as well as your educational background behind astrology and your pronouns?
2: Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Shateja. I want to thank you both for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I'll talk about my background. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology psychology. I went to this little hippie school in Boulder, Colorado called Naropa. It's a very interesting place, that is for sure. A lot of interesting people flock there, but, um, you know, I have my degree. So that's what counts. (laughs) Um, But my degree mostly focused on um, psychology. I focused on, well, my concentration, I'll say, was in humanistic psychology. And humanistic psychology is more or less this understanding of how are we looking at the whole person and humanistic psych really, I don't want to say like hyper focuses, but um, as opposed to like your standard psych like where you're talking about who's our favorite guy that everybody's like, yeah, he's weird. He used to do that. Like we were like, oh yeah, you like that because you want to like, you want to like have sex with your dad or something. What's his name? Sigmund Freud, there we go. Usually when people hear about psychology, they think that that's like the, the main person they usually think of. Like, oh yeah, Sigmund Freud, like the guy who told people, you know, you feel this way about that guy because you want to have sex with your dad. Like some very strange complex that... I'm trying to understand I think what he was really trying to say Is like if you didn't have Like super strong bonds or relationships With your parents like growing up Like during developmental And very important developmental phases Of your life as a child That those will show up In your relationships if those things Aren't healed And I'm like oh okay Like when you say it like that That makes more sense as opposed to just saying Like oh yeah you don't like that guy because you want to fuck your dad That seems kind of weird. That just, that seems kind of weird to me personally. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, I, my degree mainly focused in psychology. And then as I started, well, to let's go back and then go forward. I was in the military for five years. Um, I was in the And being in the Navy was, like, just very, like, wow, this is the complete opposite of who I am, but also needed to do stuff to, like, survive and, like, make it and also get school paid for because who's going to shell out twenty to to $100,000 for a degree? Not me. Not me. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, once I got out, I... Got my associates in, like, more spiritual side of things, um, and that focused on, like, tarot, astrology, polarity, like, a bunch of different, like, um, aspects of, like, healing. So from there, I was like, ooh, I want to further my education and go into psychology and tie the two together. As my journey went on of, like, learning things, I realized, like, I really love astrology, like, a lot. And to me, personally, it's, like, really important to... What I see about astrology is, like, it's a a way for you to, like, get to know and understand yourself. Looking at your chart, because there's, like, a whole other thing you can go into when you look at your chart, is really understanding, like, aspects of yourself and, like, getting to know yourself. Like, how how or why you do things. Like, why do you gravitate towards people who have more water in their chart? Or why do you gravitate towards people who have more earth in their chart? Or certain things like that. The way I see it with your chart is like kind of like a blueprint to how your life could go, depending on what choices you choose to make. Yeah, that's kind of a general spiel (laughs) of some things.
1: So you're talking about charts. And I'm actually super curious about your perspective of the Vedic chart versus the Western chart and how much you think that brings to the table because Mm -hmm. me personally, I didn't really know about the Vedic chart until I think Whitney was like, Oh, what is Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And, or maybe you asked me first. And when I researched it, it blew my mind because one I didn't like that. I felt it felt relatable because mine was no longer cancer it told me that i was a gemini Uh and i was like i refuse to be a gemini and it was very (laughs) hard to sit with and and so, but i was like wow this gave me so much and uh with what i'm feeling right now and like that perspective so i'm kind of curious like which one do you prefer and Mm -hmm. from that like which one do you think like in your personal opinion brings more to the table
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree because when I first found out about Vedic astrology, I was like, Scorpio, me a Scorpio. No, I'm a Sagittarius. What are you talking about? But the more I read into it, and they're like, Yeah, Scorpios like to go like really deep into like the occult and like quote unquote witchy stuff, or like it's mostly just the taboos that people don't want to talk about, like sex and astrology and studying other things that you know, ancestors, bef- like way beyond our time, were already discussing, and that was secretive. Vedic, there's like such a weird beef going on between Western astrology and Vedic astrology because Western astrology mostly focuses on at the axis. I'm trying to say it in like <laughs> digestible terms, which everyone will understand. Because if I go scientifically, people are like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um, so to like try to put it in simple terms. Western astrology is kind of going off of like points, whereas in Vedic astrology is based off actual science. They're using they're using actual science to interpret that type of astrology, which is why more people over time are flocking towards more Vedic because it has more grounds and it can be Argued, I guess more um, in a way of like, no, this is real as opposed to like with Western astrology is like, Oh yeah, we're just picking points out of the sky. Uh, We don't really know if they're real or not. This could be totally fake. And people say that this about like, psychology as well because they call it a pseudoscience so like yeah no psychology isn't real but then we talk about like the psychology of like serial killers or like, like there are so many podcasts about serial killers and like y'all really think that that's not real? Like come on now so yeah I I <sighs> I'm kind of caught in the in-between because I think there are still parts of me that want to associate with being a Sagittarius so much, but the more that I go into, and I'm still learning about Vedic. I don't know like a whole bunch about Vedic because the chart to me is so much more confusing compared to the Placidius chart, which we all usually see, which is the wheel, and it has all of the 12 houses. Whereas with Vedic, it's kind of like a rectangle and it has like little kind of like isosceles triangles that go in all like these different directions and you'll have certain planets in in one area, which is considered a house. Western don't describe houses as like these are personalized little pieces. You have 12 houses because there are 12 zodiac signs and Vedic. I want to say it still rings the same, but the way the, the layout of it is so much more different. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on like where you're at. I would say if like, if you're just like just starting out with astrology, I would definitely start with Western because it's a little bit easier to understand Vedic, that's something I feel like you have to go way more in-depth and detail. I think in both you're going to have to go in, in a whole bunch of depth to like truly understand, specifically to your chart, because trying to learn both at the same time is extremely confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and probably very overwhelming as, as well.
0: How do you personally balance the science and the spirituality
2: of it all? <sighs> hmm. Honestly... I have a really hard time. I think my brain functions more in a scientific mode. There are parts of me that can be very, very spiritual. I will say that for sure. Like a lot of things I'm like, okay, intuitively, what do I feel? And I'll try to like check in and be like, okay, today, am I feeling like, you know, I need to check in with my moon because I have a Gemini moon. My Gemini moon doesn't like to go extremely emotional. So for me, it's really hard to, because I feel a certain part of spirituality is being able to be in tune with your emotions and also being able to discern your emotions as opposed to like just kind of talking about your emotions, like actually feeling them. And that's where I'm having a hard time being able to, lean more into the spiritual side of it as opposed to the scientific side because for me i can analyze data a lot easier than i can like oh let me just sit here and meditate with my emotions because i don't want to do that that's painful (laughs) like there are days where um you know meditating i'm like okay cool i can do this for maybe 10 minutes i'm just going to start with 10 minutes tops and what i've been doing now is making it a walking meditation because that way i can like get my mind to just focus on the fact that i'm walking and i think that's really important for me because when it comes to meditation, I think pushed a lot it's like, oh, you just need to sit. You need to sit. You just sit in a quiet room and stare at a candle flame. And that's the only way people tell you how to meditate. And I knew for me, especially going to school, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't just sit at this candle and like, or just sit in this room and just stare at this candle. Like, I feel like I'm going in and out of consciousness. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a part of meditation. I'm like... Okay. I would prefer to go walk though, because like, you know, I can be outside and I'm also, when you're outside, you get to like look around and look at nature. And to me, that is a way of being able to connect spiritually with what's going on. Trying to find a good balance between being spiritual, but also being analytical is a part of the challenge. I think there will be some days where you'll lean more spiritual, and there will be some days that you'll lean more analytical. And I honestly believe that that is dependent upon what's going on in the sky. <laughs> like, so many things can be related back to astrological points of what is happening in the planets.
0: And why do you think people feel so connected to their zodiac signs?
2: I think people are really trying to find a way to understand themselves honestly and truly all BS aside, people really want to understand, okay, like why am I doing this thing? Because the, and I think that all boils down to like our interpersonal relationships, like the relationships that we have with each other, the relationships we have with our family, the relationships we have with our friends, or there will be like an argument or some situation that makes them think, okay, Why is it that me and this person keep getting into an argument at at the end of it all, the way that our brains are wired is to find solutions. So as much as we're like, keep like continually racking our brain of like, okay, why isn't this working? Like I've tried to talk to my mom about this and she's just not getting it. And I've come at it and like in so many different ways. and she's not understanding and we'll go into trying to find the solution because we are so solution oriented, like naturally as humans. So I think people are attached to, and and even more specifically just their sun sign because your sun sign is your personality. Like that's intuitively, it's kind of who you are.
1: I think it's so interesting that you brought up how can astrology help communicate with your partners, with your uh, friendships, family, I was okay. going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about me. I am Cancer Sun, Taurus Moon, Leo Rising. And okay. I'm. this is a phase where I started to like really bring in those other aspects other than the sun. Because you're right. I think typically people just see the sun and kind of base their attitude around that. Their whole life off yeah. of this, the
2: sun time. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But now I was like, oh, I'm a Leo rising. I
2: guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. I feel like I've kind of been um, like shying away from the fact that I'm kind of like a boss. Yeah. Um, especially being mostly around people that I meet, um, try to like kind of mute. Down a lot of the fire that they actually have. Cause you're like, ah, I don't know, like maybe that's gonna be too much. And that's the whole point yeah. of being a Leo Rising, is for you to be like, actually, no, yeah, we're gonna make it a lot. Let's make it a lot today. You know, we're gonna make it like very heart-centered. Um, mm-hmm. let's be really dramatic. Let's put on a show. Let's do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Aaron is also Aries. I can't remember the rest of his. He's not super into astrology yet i think he's just kind of on the no, cusp of understanding normal. yeah um yeah but i think you could already tell that like we kind of deal with a lot i deal with a lot a lot of emotions and he deals with a lot of like it's all mental in his head it stays in <laughs> yes. his head and he's just like wait why why are you doing this right now and so it's interesting that you put like to communicate with them
2: Yeah, like, the more that, uh, like, even if you, like, look into it together, or maybe it's just you looking into it um, and looking at, like, your chart and looking at Aaron's chart. And once you do, like, a chart comparison, which is also an amazing thing that you could do on um, the app that I'm using right now is called Time Passages. They have it both on uh, iPhone and on Android, Samsung. With time passages, as long as you have, you know, the atypical thing to be able to find out your chart is your date of birth, time and place. And those all have to be accurate to get the most accurate reading. With a chart comparison, you can actually look and see how you both communicate with each other, generally speaking, because it's also taking into account like how you both grew up and and your households, which is taking it back to the psychology portion of like what was your home environment like and how did y'all communicate at home? And that goes into what kind of blends into the astrological point because certain aspects, if we're talking about communication, that's going to be, your mercury. So whatever your mercury is, for example, my mercury is in Scorpio. So whenever I talk about things, it's very in-depth and very strategic in the way that I will say certain information or if I'm in an argument I will try my best not to be as pointed because if it's an argument in which I feel like the person is making me become defensive, we all know the kind of slogan of Scorpio is like, oh, you cross a the Scorpio, they're going to sting you. And that's the whole imagery of a scorpion. You know, they have that stinger. Of like, okay, so I feel like I'm endangered now. Now I have to sting you and you're paralyzed. And we don't need to always paralyze people. You know, let's actually just have a conversation. (laughs) Especially like when we're talking about like relationships with family or relationships with loved ones or partnerships, whether that be romantic or platonic. I think it's always important to find a way to meet each other so say for example your mercury is in cancer because you said your cancer son it's possible it could be completely different and say that Aaron's mercury is in i'm gonna look it up real quick okay go for it i'm <laughs> <laughs> very intrigued to see what this is going to say
1: so my mercury is in cancer you were right
2: okay oh it's not me i know i was like i think
1: she's right <laughs> <laughs> Let me check Aaron's. So Aaron is um, Aries' sun,
2: okay.
1: Capricorn Ascendant, and okay. Pisces' moon. He is also, let's see, Pisces and Mercury as well.
2: Okay. So he thinks like a, a Pisces, <laughs> um, which is so interesting.
1: Why do you think that's interesting?
2: What? Wait, what? Tell us why. It's, it's, it's interesting how like... I know I, I just I love hearing about people's charts because I, I'm always like, Oh, I wonder what it's like to think like a Pisces. And it always makes me think of Whitney. Oh okay, um, okay. because because I don't know, I just I don't have a lot of water in my chart. So I know like as soon as we get into a water season that it's gonna be a lot for me because it's so very emotional. Which is interesting that you say that he's not like he's very much more in his head. Because so I think Pisces can't, is not always known to be as overthinkers as they actually are because they have so much it's water and water is very much related to emotions. It's a water sign. but it's also a mutable water sign. So you have all of the zodiac signs that are either characterized or categorized as mutable. I think it's three of them. mutable fixed and cardinal. And Pisces is a mutable water sign. So whenever you hear a mutable sign, mutable signs can change at any moment. It's kind of like being a chameleon. So emotionally, if he's given certain facts or is looking at an argument or uh, some type of ideology in a certain way, if he's given certain information, like, oh, I can probably understand it that way or if there is like a movie or something and somebody says oh this movie meant to kind of articulate this point of view or whatever and he's like oh I could probably see it that way and there's this kind of like um, (laughs) this kind of like understanding of mutable signs kind of being wishy-washy he's like oh you can't just take a side and it's like it's hard to take a side because if you give people certain information I'm like oh yeah I can understand that I can totally get what you're saying as opposed to just making it a one argument where a fixed sign is like no, this is this, this is that, these are the facts, that's it and like, I don't see the, we're not even seeing the whole thing here and it's always so interesting to see a fixed sign with a mutable sign because that's usually how the conversations go of like, okay, we're not showing me all of the things, like I showed you these five things, that's all you need to know like, that's not enough information <laughs> And that's usually how that conversation. I mean, depending on how like you are when it comes to communicating, that's sometimes how it will go. That's kind of how I'm experiencing it with my sister right now because my sister is is an Aquarius and she has a lot of fixed energy. Aquarius is a fixed air sign, and I am all mutable my my victory. i i'm a sagittarius sun gemini moon virgo rising and all of those are mutable signs so at any point in time if you give me certain information from one point of view i'm like oh yeah i can see it that way and she's like no this is this and this is that and i'm like it's it's sometimes it can be very black and white and very mm, cold kind of you know so okay like
0: we're talking about like moon rising and sunrising mm-hmm. for those people that don't know their like complete accurate chart, how did they get them?
2: So that's where I would definitely say check out the app because there are so many apps out these days. I think it's important to kind of discern which app is going to be more beneficial for you. I definitely would steer away from. CoStar, because CoStar isn't really giving you the most accurate information. I would use this app called Time Passages because it's going to make sure that all of the information is correct. Like where it is with like with CoStar, they're kind of just kind of pulling things out of a hat and like, oh, yeah, like here's this. And people are like, oh, I had that yesterday. And I'm like... Yeah, me, me too. Why are we having the same things? We're two completely different people. And people were saying that 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 has actually come up in in conversation. That they're just kind of putting random information on there. So I would steer away from CoStar.
1: I use CoStar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't use it. Yeah, that. well, I don't use it. I don't use it for the uh yeah. the ad. So like, give me quotes every day or what's happening today. I use it s- solely so I can mm-hmm. tell people where my chart is. Um, do you think it works that
2: way? Okay, perfect. Yeah, definitely check out time passages. I think as long as, like, your information is in there correctly, you could use it definitely for that. But, yeah, when it's telling you, oh, you should show up this way today, but, Mm -mm. I would definitely, if we're going to use one and use an app for like kind of affirmations of like how your day may go, I would definitely use time passages to know your sun, moon and rising. You will need your date of birth, the time, and the time has to be accurate. If you don't know, like say you're adopted or, you know, your birth certificate was lost or something of that nature, use 12 PM and it'll get you as close as possible. And then that will show you your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. Your big three are like the culmination of your per- of your personality, like who you are. Yes, all of the other signs and planets matter as well, but to like really want to understand and find areas to like know about yourself and work on if that's what your goal is, is to do like self-growth things, is learning your big three. For example, there'll be a triple sign and to have triple energy is very intense. I met a triple Capricorn once and that was probably the most scariest thing I've ever, like, I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and they also worked at a restaurant and I was like, oh, my God, this is so intense. I knew that he knew that he was a Triple Capricorn because he was like, Hi, I'm Triple Capricorn. Um, I know it's terrible, um, but let's talk about what you guys want to do today. And I was like, wow! We just started off so intense. That happened so quickly. <laughs> um, we were like, literally, we went up a cliff. We came down. like It happened so quickly. And I was like... I don't ever want to experience this again. And that's usually what happens whenever I meet, personally, when I meet a triple sign. I also met, I think it was a triple Aquarius at a New Year's party. And I was like, wow. Like it very much gives off alien. Like I've never met a triple Aquarius and never thought like, wow, like I totally get why the stereotype with Aquarius is is like very because they're they're so out of the box. Like very much like out-of-the-box thinkers and they're also very techie, whether it's like technology stuff, like liking technology stuff or doing stuff with their hands. And that guy who was a triple Aquarius was like very much he was just so like removed like we were all like right here and he was like up here kind of like hovering above us like "Mm." that is so interesting (laughs) it is always so interesting to me to learn that people know their their astrology because i love it because then we can have a really dope conversation so yeah I, th- I think i answered the question i think i also veered off into multiple different directions <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> of how people can find their sun moon and rising um so yeah i would definitely download the time passages app the pattern is also okay um they just now got um your other signs on there because before they weren't showing those at all um, I think that was a part of like, like a the other signs
1: update. in terms of uh rising and moon, or
2: mm-hmm. like your sun moon, rising, also like the other outside planets, like Mercury so and Pluto, and you'll, you'll yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the outside planets you can learn more about, I, I would definitely recommend to learn more about, but the outside planets have more generational themes. So, for example. I was born in 1992. People born from, I want to say like 89, 88 until 92 all have the same Neptune placement, all have the same Pluto and Saturn, I believe, as well. Because those are generational um,
1: planets. I did not know that. That's interesting.
2: Yes, yes. There's so much to learn about astrology. That's why I love it. There's like, it's, it's, there's like an endless sea of information and it's so good. Sun, moon, rising, Mercury, Mars, Venus. And I think after Venus is Saturn, Neptune, Uranus and Pluto. So Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, those are the four outside planets. And those are all going to be related to generational things. So for example, going back to the psychology of things, where we see like, or even psychology and sociology, you could look at the generations and they're like, oh, millennials, uh, they don't care about like the workforce. Baby boomers are like... Oh, you just need to like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just work harder when literally in their generation, what was happening was like they were experiencing minimum wage that was livable. And that was their whole generation. That was their generation's lens. So now you see millennials, which I think goes from like 88, 89 to like 92, maybe 93 possibly, where you see our age group is very much like we can't afford anything because the state of, you know, the world's capitalism and also what boomers experience or Bay boomers experience was a mass resurgence. So it's so interesting to see like the varying, like massive changes that happened during each generation. And with that specifically, like, what each generation is here to experience and or do.
1: Um, I'm kind of curious, how do you think astrology has moved you to find more confidence in your life?
2: hmm hmm Because before we were kind of talking about people get so attached to their sun sign, I think it's because we've kind of been kind of programmed as a society to have like one purpose. And if you attach yourself to your sun sign, then you know your sun sign. For example, my sun sign in Western is Sagittarius. Sagittarians are known for travel, philosophy, and always being the fun person, whatever, like that kind of stereotype. And I think when you're kind of grasping, like in a place of like, not really knowing yourself, like what do you like? Like, what are you interested in kind of thing? It makes it easier, like, oh, I'm a Sagittarius. I know that I like to travel and go places. But it isn't saying, like, I like to travel and go places and experience different cultures. Like, I want to immerse myself in a different society. I want to know what it is like for people to experience their livelihood. Like, how do you make a living? Like, what is that experience like for you? So I think it helped me become more confident as I learned my moon and my rising, because I'm getting to know myself more. And to me, it's more of like a personal self growth journey of kind of trying to meet who it is I'm trying to become. And I think that's a really big piece of confidence is the less you know about yourself, I think the less confident you are because you're kind of just moving around in the world. like. I'm just kind of here, you know, just kind of hanging out. And that's also okay too. But I think the more you learn about yourself and the more you realize maybe you have a certain aspect, for example, a different piece that I won't go too crazy on because that'll be a whole other discussion. My Lilith is in Pisces. Having a Lilith in Pisces can be very codependent, like really attached to the other person. Like you kind of lose yourself whenever you're in a relationship. And I think learning that kind of helps me take my power back and be like, I actually don't need this person. I would like to grow with this person. I would like to be in a a place where we can grow together. Maybe we do something together. Maybe we create something together. I think it gave me a lot of confidence.
1: So so Maddie, we haven't heard from you too much today. And I know you have a you've got stuff going on
0: but i'm curious like trying to control the child and the fur baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) whoa what a day um (laughs) Um,
1: but i'm curious do you know what your astrology signs are
0: so all i know is that i'm a gemini but i don't know like what my moon rising is what my sun rising is and i I think I have my uh, birth certificate somewhere. <laughs> it's like All of a sudden, I remember, like, where is my birth certificate? <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I love this. Honestly, a question that I literally, like, it will wake you up out of the middle of your sleep, like, where's my birth certificate? Where is that? Like, where is it? Where is that? <laughs> like, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to have that. Why do I know where that is? Um (laughs) Um, honestly I know for
0: a fact. Like talking about this makes me want to look into Zoe's chart. I know she's a Scorpio, um, but that's just going from her birth date. Like I just now I want to look into like everyone's chart, like my husband's, my chart, Zoe's chart. So when Julio and I were dating, we went to this Chinese restaurant and they have the paper for like the zodiac, the yes. Chinese zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with Chinese zodiac. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a monkey. Same. And we looked up, Julio is um Julio is a dragon. Now Zoe is a dog. So we're like at it. And apparently monkey and dragon are very compatible. Uh, Mom, why are you a dragon? Why why are you, why are you a monkey? why am i why am i a puppy and why is that you a dragon because that's the chinese zodiac that's that's our chart that's our zodiac but it doesn't mean that you're really a puppy and it doesn't mean that i'm really a monkey right <laughs> okay go back but yeah so like according to that chart like dragons and monkeys are the most compatible okay. and it's like it goes vice versa like with like cancer and gemini like they're compatible with each other Mm -hmm. and then it makes me look into like my sister's zodiac my parents zodiac and i was like oh my god that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even from like the chinese zodiac to like the western zodiac i was like damn that makes so much sense why i like i always fight with my sister or like why i can't just i can't relate with my parents it's like a whole thing. But yeah, now talking about this, I really want to look into my chart. I really want to learn it. And I'm glad that we have this conversation today. I just want to say that I'm a rat in Chinese New Year
1: or in the Chinese calendar. And when I found that out, I was like, for real, like, of all things, I could be, I'm a rat. I don't necessarily, I know it's a good thing. I've heard it's like a pretty good thing, but... It just was, man, I wanted a tiger, obviously. I wanted Right, a tiger. yeah, I was, or a
2: dragon. I would have loved to have been a dragon. They made me a monkey. I yeah. was like, a monkey? <laughs> and I guess. I, I do have <laughs> really arms, so like, maybe that's what it is.
0: <laughs> it took me forever to, to accept that I'm a monkey. Because I was like, I don't want to be a monkey. Right, you know, monkey. like, why do I have to be a monkey? Right. Like, I want to be a dragon. Like, dragon, like, it seems very cool. It's very majestic. And dragons have so much charisma. Yes. So I was like, why can't I be a dragon? But, like, it took me forever to, yeah, accept that I'm a monkey. But now I'm like, no, yeah, I am a monkey. Mm -hmm. I'm owning it.
2: Right, right. Very much that. Very much that.
0: Okay, so
1: the lesson I have here is that I need to accept my inner rat and (laughs) I I'll do my best to embrace the rat ability. Yes, yes. (laughs) because
2: what do rats possess that, you know, you would want to embrace and like maybe like they have the ability to like fit into spaces that one wouldn't think that a rat could fit into. Um, Think about it because they're ginormous. The rats in New York are huge there's literally uh i'm sure there are multiple reddit pages that you could probably talk about it on tiktok but people are probably already talking about it on tiktok the rats in new york are humongous okay if you are a rat in new york you could survive anywhere okay and that's what it's telling me as a rat you could do any situation that you were in you can survive anywhere yes
0: yes that's on being a rat in new york i'm just saying
2: (laughs) Yeah, make it work for you. I like that. Wow, thanks.
1: <laughs> I like that perspective. <laughs> that.
2: I'm adaptable. <laughs> exactly. You are adaptable. You can go anywhere. Honey, you know how hard it is? The streets of New York are hard. The rats literally would have to survive in the subway. Okay? <laughs> that is hard. <laughs>
1: Do you have much knowledge about other cultural signs like that?
2: I don't know much about the Chinese zodiac. I only know that I was uh, a monkey. That's the only thing that I learned. And I know that Eastern Indian um, astrology is Vedic. But other than that, I don't know any other cultures, astrology. And I don't know if um, the farther east you go, if they're only using, you know eastern indian like vedic or if western astrology has reached all the way like across the world so that's a good question i know a lot about western astrology i'm still like kind of piecing together vedic i know very very little about um chinese uh, zodiacs
1: well i'm sure that most of it has to do heavily with where you're based right it makes sense but uh i do wonder like the combination of You know each knowledge from each culture Mm -hmm.
2: and
1: how that can play together. I'm I'm sure Vedic has done Vedic or Vedic.
2: I think it's Vedic. It could be Vedic. I think it's Vedic. I know
1: that I was saying something different from you, and I was like, oh wait. (laughs) Anyway, um, I know that they kind of do something. It feels similar to Western, but encompassing more. That's all I know.
2: If we're talking about like the calendar, I know that the calendars are different. Like for example, we technically just started the new year um, a couple of days ago if we're going off of the Zodiac new year because the Zodiac new year starts in Aries season. So technically we're just starting 2022 now. Whereas in like the traditional calendar, we started the new year in January. And I think... I think that's something similar to the Chinese New Year, if I'm wrong. Is that it isn't the... Chinese New Year
0: is basically, so it moves around. Like, I still, like, it's very confusing because even I'm confused and I'm Chinese, so. <laughs> 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 I'm curious
2: if that well, is related to the that. Zodiac.
0: It It is, it is. okay, okay. I know it does have um, like the relationship with the zodiac, uh, the Chinese zodiac, okay. and the Chinese uh, lunar year. All I know is that it does move around between January and March. Okay. So every year it's,
2: it's different.
0: different. Yeah, because I just all I know is every year I I just ask my parents once this year is Chinese New Year. Okay. Once next year is Chinese New Year. Yeah. But I haven't really like tapped into like the air side of like the western zodiac it's something yeah i mean honestly there's like a lot to learn and yeah i'm gonna have to do a lot of reading after
2: that and like like i said like take your time because it can be a lot of information to take in like there's already so much shit going on in the world as it is anyway like and also trying to like do self-growth and make sure like you're also like taking care of your child and you know doing Being a part and being in in a partnership as well, like you already have a lot on your shoulders. So like give yourself grace and there's no like rush or like to try and like want to digest a whole bunch of information because you want to make sure like when you're reading it and researching it that it is in tune with you because there's a whole bunch of information about Sagittarius that I don't necessarily agree with.
1: I just want to inform everyone out there listening that Tasia has done my tarot cards only once. But I have to say that that was probably the best reading I've ever had. And I felt like it was so needed in the moment. And maybe it was placebo because I know that you have some like psychological background uh, or studies. And I was like, these are these have to be like facts as well as the spiritual aspect and I think the combination of how you work and uh your the space that you provide and you're I don't know I just like I'm blown away by the aftermath of like what I heard from you and what it provided me so just want to put that out there that she does some readings uh if you're interested
0: hit her up hit her up <laughs>
2: oh thank you no I love that
0: so where can people reach out to you if, let's say, they want a reading or if they have any questions about their Zodiac?
2: Reach out to me on Instagram. If not Instagram, you can, you can email me. But my Instagram is at the 7th Alchemist. That's at T-H-E-7-T-H-Alchemist. And then you'll see my face. Oh, actually, that's so funny. I'm wearing the same color in my profile picture that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> so I'll look something similar to this. I'll probably be like pouting or like smoldering a little bit because that's my favorite pose. But yeah, um, you can feel free to reach out to me on the 7th Alchemist. Occasionally, like I'll have like a random moment where I'm like, hey, I'm feeling frisky. You know, I'm going to do some some readings if you're interested out. I usually post it in my stories. So, But specifically, if you want a reading with me yet, yeah, feel free to friend request me, just so I know who you are first, and then DM me or something. That's probably the best way right now, for sure.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much for today, and thank you for bringing your insight, your creativity, uh, your your stories to us and to life. And I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a fun topic, and yeah, thank you so much for being here today.
2: No, thank you so much, for you to both for having me. I really appreciate the invitation yeah i honestly had a blast this was so much needed i didn't even realize i needed this but as i hope it conveys i'm like super passionate about astrology i'm not at all saying that i'm an astrologer i'm very much a student of astrology i don't have like any certifications or anything like that i just i i try to do my research and have you know my own discernment on whether the information you know sits with me or not
1: Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Always a disclaimer. We never really truly know
0: everything. That. Yes. If you're like me, who's still learning so many, like I have a lot to learn from this conversation alone. Be gentle with yourself. Take your time. Like Teja said, just you don't have to rush anything. And yeah, I hope this episode brings a lot of insight to a lot of people. And thank you for being here with us. Today's affirmation is, I release all doubts and insecurities about myself. I am resilient and can get through anything. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Wild Wild baby. baby. Oh, we're so cute. You like your cupcakes and sprinkles? Yeah. That was a good cupcake. (laughs)